0: Well, this class is spiritual prayer, and we're going to be flipping from scripture to scripture, so you want to get your Bibles out if they're not out already, and our main text for this entire course is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. In the King James, it says, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit. My Bible, the New American Standard, says, with all prayer and petition pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints so is prayer something just so that we can bless ourselves no i mean it's good to pray for our needs to be met for our wants to be met but it is also uh, a vehicle in which we're to be a blessing to the body of christ we're to be Sensitive to the needs of other people in the body of Christ. Sensitive to the needs of the other saints, not just our own personal needs. So we see that from the scripture. We also see praying with all prayer, meaning there are different kinds or different types of prayer. And we want to look at the models that are laid out for us in scripture so that we're praying the right way. Depending on the need. Just as we talked about sports, there are certain rules for basketball and different rules for baseball. There are different ways of praying that are laid out in the scripture for us. And we're going to be going over those. Okay, so we're also going to be talking about praying in the spirit. That's the topic of prayer that we'll be talking about tonight. And we went over the different types of basically nine prayers that are laid out for us in the word but tonight it's praying in the Spirit. Now first, we know automatically that praying in the Spirit means praying in other tongues. But that is not the only type of prayer that's being referred to here when we say praying in the Spirit. We can also pray in our known language and be praying in the Spirit when we come to the point where we're more sensitive to spiritual things than natural things. And when you get to that place, in a time of prayer, you switch over and you start praying in the spirit, even if you're in your own known language. But it is also praying with other tongues. So turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. It's important to look at these because sometimes we find that there are believers that believe in Jesus, but they don't necessarily believe in praying in tongues or the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So it's good for you to follow along, because this is going to show you the scriptural support for praying in tongues, that it is for the church today. So 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 13 to 17. And it says, Therefore, let one who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue... My spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What is the outcome then? I shall pray with the spirit, and I shall pray with the mind also. I shall sing with the spirit, and I shall sing with the mind also. Otherwise, if you bless in the spirit only, how will the one who fills the place of the ungifted say the amen at your giving of thanks, since he does not know what you are saying? For you are giving thanks well enough which tells us what goes on, right, in praying in tongues, at least one of the aspects. It's giving of thanks. We see this here. But the other man is not edified. And then verse 18, Paul, writing this, says, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. That right there is something good for us to take note of, that Paul was thanking God that he spoke in tongues more than the rest of them. And we can look at the fruit from Paul's life, how many books of the Bible he wrote, what he went through for the Lord, the suffering and the persecutions, and he just kept on going, kept on going, preaching the word of God. And the fruit from his life was fabulous in terms of churches and salvations and the people he ministered to. So obviously, if we can tell something by its fruit, there was very good fruit and a lot of fruit coming out of his life, and he is saying that he prays in tongues more than the rest of them. So praying in tongues seemed to have a very good result for his life and would have a good result for our life also. Now when we pray in tongues, this is showing us that we are able. It is not just for a few select in the body of Christ, but praying in tongues is for all. It is so that we can be fruitful and we can pray in the Spirit and interpret so that we can understand what we're praying to give us more understanding. Tongues can also be for worship. It can be build, to build ourselves up. Now go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 8. You may want to hold your place in Corinthians. Eventually we'll get back to that or put a marker there. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So the Holy Spirit is helping pray through us when we pray in tongues or when we pray in the Spirit, especially if you're in a situation where you don't know how to pray. Have I shared this before in here about my sister's boyfriend? No? There was one time when Pastor Brad and I, it was the first year we were at Rama, and we were in Bible school, and we just invited a whole bunch of people from the school over to our house, and we were sitting around. We were starting to play just card games to get to know some of the other students. So it was the very beginning of the first year we were there. And as we started to get set up for this, and they all started playing the game and went into the kitchen to try to start getting some things, and I had this incredible burden come on me. Like I knew I needed to pray, and I needed to pray right then. And I've only had this happen maybe two or three times in my life where it came on me like this. It came on so strong that I knew it was extremely important, so strong that I couldn't pray and finish quickly. It was just really intense, and I knew it was really important. And so since then, I can now tell when it's a life-and-death type thing, and I know what that is like because I've had that come on me a couple times. At that, this time, it was the first time I'd experienced it like that, and so I didn't really know. I just knew it was important. I tried kind of telling Brad and he's like, "Well, we've got all these people and I'm like, I know. So I just excused myself and went back into the bedroom. It was a little tiny apartment. there were really only two choices. <laughs> so I went back in this room and started praying. and I'm thinking, you know, okay, this, I, we ought to pray this through in 10 minutes and be finished and, and I'm praying and praying in tongues because I don't know what it is. All I know it's got God. God wanting somebody to pray something out, and so I'm praying, and I'm praying, and, and, and I'm not getting a vision of anything. I'm not getting anything, you know, I'm not knowing what it is. I'm just praying, kept praying, because the burden hadn't lifted, and that's one way in prayer that you know when you're finished. When you're finished praying something through for God, you'll have a sense of relief, A sense of victory or a sense of joy. Like a bubbling up out of your spirit of just happiness or joy or sometimes laughter. And that's the sign that you've prayed that all the way through. Just a sense of victory and peace. You're done. And if you don't have that, you're not done. And the job's not done. Whatever he's given you to pray out is not finished. So don't quit. Pray it all the way through. Get that thing dealt with. So I'm praying, and it was hours And they all finally went home. And I wasn't out there, Brad was out there with them. And then it went late into the night and that had been right after school was let out. And then I prayed a lot through that night. And so, and then before bedtime, I I finished and and we were done. But I think we got out of school around 12. And so it was from 12 until until it got dark. I didn't know what it was, but finally I got the sense of peace. Then the next day I got a phone call and it was my mom. And she said, do you know what happened to, and I'm not going to say the person's name, so-and-so. And And I said, no. And she said, he got in a car accident yesterday, and uh, he was rushed to the hospital. His father is a surgeon, (laughs) so they called his father and rushed his father in to the emergency room. But on the operating table, he died several times, and they brought him back to life. Not once, several times he died. And they brought him back. And I said, oh, no, I, I didn't know that. So we And she said, you know, he was, he was stabilized. And I'm sure he was getting very good care because of his dad's job. But it showed me to take things from God very seriously and to pray him all the way through. Now, I can tell you this. He wasn't saved at that time. And at that time, neither was my sister. So he would have gone to hell. But the mercy of God was to extend his life so that he would have more opportunities to hear the gospel preached, so that he could say yes to Jesus and go to heaven. So God extended his life. God wanted his life extended. See, that's the goodness of God. God didn't want the negative outcome. It is God's will that no man should perish, but that all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So God was doing his part. God wanted somebody to stand in the gap for that man to live, so that man could have more opportunity to hear the gospel and he's alive today, and he's married, and he has a couple kids, and and as far as I've heard, the last report, life is wonderful. So that's great. Now, I'm telling you that because I didn't know what it was. So I leaned on the Holy Spirit to pray it out in the Spirit and get the job done in the Spirit. And for whatever God's reasons are, he didn't reveal anything to me. I didn't know what it was. But I was able to pray something through effectively until we got the victory. So praise God for being able to pray in tongues because it's a means for the Holy Spirit to be able to get you and get you to pray something out. See, we can pray out the Holy Spirit in me and through me could pray out those mysteries that my mind was unaware of. But praise God, I could be a vessel, and you all can be a vessel for God. You can pray things out, and you don't even need to know what they are. But he knows what they are, and he knows how important they are, and he knows who needs help, and who needs help where. I was, on the, well, I was in the middle of the country, and they were out in California. I wasn't even anywhere close to them. Praise God for the Holy Spirit and the ability to pray in tongues. There's a purpose for it, and there's an, there's an effective purpose for it. When we, when we yield to the Holy Spirit, we can take hold with God, and God's, God's will can be accomplished on this earth. Okay, so he helps us in our weaknesses even when we don't know how to pray or we don't know how to pray as we should or we don't know what to pray for. The Holy Spirit will take hold with you and pray through you. It's you praying, but the Holy Spirit taking hold with you, revealing to you how to pray out of your spirit. This can also help you when you have specifics in life that aren't covered in the Bible. The Bible doesn't tell you what type of car to buy doesn't tell you which one's a lemon. I mean, there are certain specifics that we have to make decisions about in our life that aren't necessarily covered in detail in the Bible. So you can lean on the Holy Spirit. You can pray in tongues and pray things out and know what car to buy and what car not to buy. I remember when we were in Oklahoma and Pastor Brad, we didn't have kids. It was just the two of us. We're living way out in Oklahoma, and Pastor Brad wanted to go buy a van, And I thought, a van? What are we going to do with a van? We don't have the time. We didn't have any kids. I mean, I couldn't see any purpose for it. He said, God's just been working with me. I just know I'm supposed to get a van. And I'm like, oh. You know, because I'm realizing I'm going to be driving one of these cars. Oh. And I just wasn't at that point where I wanted to be driving the van yet. And so we went and we were looking at cars we went and we went to this house and we looked at a van and while we were in that and it was blue i mean not really the color i'd i'd pick and and i'm standing in the driveway and and i'm just praying in tongues because we want to be led praying in tongues praying the spirit i'm like lord lord you know i need you to help me with this because and, and in my spirit, I get, I'm praying in tongues, and I'm praying for the interpretation so that I know what's supposed to do. Because God said, pray with me. I want to buy the right car. I want to follow God. I want to make sure I'm being led. So I'm, you know, working with him, and I'm praying in tongues, and then I get one word. I got an interpretation, something I was praying. No, I got more than one word. It was, it'll be a mistake if you don't buy. And it was that van, that specific van. And it'll be a mistake if you don't buy it. And so I thought, oh. Okay, I knew I'd heard from God, and Brad had heard from God, and what I got was just confirmation. So we bought the van, which ended up to be a fabulous blessing for us, because then we ended up doing traveling children's ministry and needed to pack all the gear in the back. But at the time, we weren't doing that and didn't know we needed that, didn't know we needed all the gear or we were going to be hauling it all around, driving all around different places. So it ended up being a fabulous tool for us. And it was a great car. Got great gas mileage. It was a Toyota. Got great gas mileage. Nothing was wrong with it. And when we went to move, we ended up selling it for basically what we bought it for. I mean, it was fabulous. And you know, God knows good deals. It was a great deal. But in, in my natural, and even in Brad's, he's thinking, I don't know about this. I feel like in my heart like it's a van, but I don't know why. But see, God was preparing us for what was to come. We just didn't know what was to come. But see, he'll prepare you for what's out in advance. Let's go ahead and turn back to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And let's now look at this. We're going to look at at praying in tongues in the difference between in your private life, what you do in private, versus public. And there is a difference. So 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 27 and 28. Now, this is going to talk to us about public use of praying in tongues. Public meaning usually church setting. Now, there can be meetings that are different that they call specific believer meetings, or you may hold it at a different time or something, where you know the people that are going to be there, you know they're spirit-filled, you know they're familiar with tongues. But this is talking about, for instance, maybe nowadays, like a Sunday service where you have unbelievers coming in. You have people that don't know about these gifts coming in. And so this is going to tell us how how we're supposed to handle that. If anyone speaks in a tongue, it should be by two or at the most three, and each in turn, and let one interpret. In other words, it doesn't do anyone any good to hear tongues unless someone interprets. Now, you can pray in tongues without interpretation in your private life, and that'll help you. It'll build you up, and we'll look at scriptures on that a little later. But in a public church setting that's open to the public, meaning unbelievers can come in, it should be only two or three at the most, and there should be somebody there to interpret. And if there isn't someone there to interpret, then they should keep quiet because it's not going to be understood. But if there's no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. Now, that's because it's not understood and it's not edifying anyone, because nobody knows what they're saying if nobody is interpreting. Now, sometimes in a setting like Bible school or where we only have believers, we may be a little freer with that, but in terms of the public where the public's invited in, so that there's understanding we want to stay with this and stay close to this. I remember we had a couple come in that ministered that way a lot. that was a while ago, maybe a year ago now, but anyway, and then and they ministered that way with tongue's interpretation and then it was the next Sunday, I think, when they weren't here, and then it flowed in the service without them here with two people somebody had tongues and somebody else got the interpretation somebody was in the front of the room and somebody was in the back of the room and and it was neat so there is a flow like that but God wants everything to be done uh, orderly there's an order to everything now I've also heard of people when there isn't an interpreter interpreting themselves and so that is a possibility also but best is somebody else interprets that's best Let's turn to Acts 10:46. You there? Okay, Acts 10:46. Now, this is speaking about praying in the Holy Spirit or we could say praying in the Spirit. Let's go back to verse 45. And all the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles also. So this is where we know it's, it's the Holy Spirit. Verse forty six. For they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. It goes on. Say so, then Peter answered, and it, it goes on. The, what I want you to see is verse forty six. This is speaking in tongues, and they were hearing them exalting God. You know they're worshiping God. So a lot of your praying in tongues is worshiping God. It's praising God. And right, now we're going to keep going, and go ahead and turn to Jude chapter twenty. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So this is something else that we can see from Scripture that praying in tongues or praying in the Spirit does. It builds us up on our most holy faith. Is that a good thing to do? Yes. Worshiping God is great. Building ourselves up, building our spirit up is great. Now let's turn back to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. So somebody that's speaking in a tongue, they're edifying themselves, building yourself up. That is a good thing to do, building yourself up, edifying yourself. And then since you're there, 1 Corinthians fourteen seventeen, and we covered that. In the beginning, it says, you're giving thanks well enough. In other words, praying in tongues is also giving thanks. So we can see what praying in tongues does, or praying in the Spirit. In Isaiah chapter 28, verses 11 and 12, this shows us that praying in tongues is to rest. It is a rest. It's a type of rest. Indeed, he will speak to this people through stammering lips and a foreign tongue. He who said to them, here is rest, give rest to the weary. So speaking in tongues is a type of rest. Now, I wanted to uh, end the teaching part of the class early so that we could spend some time praying in tongues and exercise this ourselves. And when we do that, what I want you to do is to ask God for the interpretation. Uh, Sometimes the interpretation is not exact. It's not necessarily word for word. Sometimes you'll pray quite a few words in tongues and you may just get one word in English or one word in Spanish, whatever your your, uh, native language is. Sometimes God will use both. It's not a word-for-word exact translation. It's an impression or an idea or you'll just get one word of it and it's enough to illuminate your mind and your understanding to know what you're praying about. Now, it's not as we will... It's as God wills, but we can ask for it, and it is God's will to reveal to us. Because God doesn't want us ignorant. He wants us knowing his will and praying out his will and knowing his direction. And I know that there was one minister that said most of his praying where he had gotten the strongest leadings in his life for his decisions and his ministry were from him praying in the spirit and getting interpretation. Because what happens is you get so sensitive to the spirit realm, your inner man, that you're not distracted by your mind. And it helps me because I can get praying in the spirit and get so sensitive to my spirit that I can sense a word coming up in English. And I know, I know that almost like it's a location coming up from my spirit that I know that's God. It's not a thought to my mind. It'll go up to your mind and be communicated to you. But it's like I can tell it's coming up out of my spirit. It's not just a random thought to my mind. It's like I know it's not me thinking it. It's my spirit man. It's not just my head is what I should say. It's not just my head thinking maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. Because you know how your brain can come up with lots of different ideas. But your spirit is in tune with God. And so praying in the spirit helps me stay more sensitive to the spirit so that I can hear clearer from God. So it makes leadings much easier. And a lot of times when there are things that I don't know what to do or I don't know what direction, I pray in the Spirit. A lot of times that's when God starts giving me big vision for my life, what I'm supposed to be doing, because he thinks big. Have you noticed that about God? He thinks big. His plans are big for us. And so sometimes there are things that he doesn't doesn't reveal to us to our natural thinking because we're not even necessarily in the place to be able to grab a hold of them in faith and believe them. But when we get hooked up in the Spirit and we're praying in the Spirit, our Spirit is built up in faith, right? Because that's what it does. It builds us up. And our Spirit can grab hold of that and go, yeah, that's right. I'm going to do that in Christ. That's right. In Christ, that's possible. That's right, God. Amen to that okay, God, bring it on, whereas the head might be, where are we going to get the money for that, (laughs) you see what I'm saying, but the spirit's like, ah, money's no problem for God, it'll come in, it's God's will, and God wants you to do it, God will provide, so uh, let's go ahead then, and we'll finish with this teaching part, we can close that off, and let's just pray in tongues, and what I want you to do is I want you to ask, so let's pray this together, Father, I ask, in the name of Jesus, that when I pray in tongues today, you would give me the interpretation. I believe you for it, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.